Hello, and welcome to the Not Just a Stepmom podcast, where we get real about what it means to be a woman raising both biological and stepchildren. We are two moms raising stepkids and ours babies, and we know firsthand how complicated things can get when expectations aren't met, when parenting styles conflict, and when our inner mama bear gets triggered. We know how challenging it can be when you're trying to meet all the various needs of everyone under your roof. But we also know that sometimes one simple change is all it takes to make a world of difference. My name is Heidi Farrell, and I'm a stepmom of two young adults and a mom of three hours kiddos and creator of notjustastepmom.com, writer and stepmom life coach. And I'm Ellie Marooney, stepmom of two teenage boys and mommy to three hours babies and one more on the way. We're here to walk alongside you to offer you encouragement and practical solutions that will bring clarity and purpose to your journey because you, friend, are important and your influence matters. Well, hello, Ellie. Hello there, Heidi. It is great to see you again. You too. How have you been? We have been, we have been doing real well. Actually, today was a little bit of a warmer day today here in Georgia. So we were able to step outside a little bit with the little baby boys and get some fresh air. So that was just so, so nice. They were running around kicking the ball and it was just good getting a little sunshine. How about for you guys? Yeah, it's been a little warmer here too in Nebraska. So it's always appreciated Mm -hmm. when the kids can go out. Although I have to say when the snow melts and you get that first thaw, Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness, the mud. And then the dog is tracking in mud. So I cannot keep my floors clean those, those oh, days. No. So luckily <laughs> it's sure. sort of dried out a little bit and it's not as bad. It's just more of a dirt. I totally, <laughs> but, you know, totally get it. Yes. <laughs> but it's life with kids. That so is- we're talking today about, um, how to prioritize the marriage in a step family. And I think when it comes to step families and prioritizing the marriage, it can be a really awkward subject because Mm -hmm. coming into this, this family situation where there's a lot of history that we're not aware of that we haven't been a part of. I was curious to know how you and your husband have dealt with finding time for each other, especially because you've mentioned before you only have your stepsons on the weekends Mm -hmm. and that doesn't leave a lot of time for um, date nights on the weekends, if you're trying to spend quality time with them. So how is that working out for you guys? Right, right. Well, I totally agree. I think when you only have your stepkids, maybe one to two to three, even days of the week, it's tough to know how do you continue to maintain the connection in your marriage, even when they are there. And I know that that's something Mm -hmm. that over the course of the 11 years that Matt and I have been together, that we've really had to work and grow through. I mean, I remember when we first started dating, Um, and the kids would come over, I would basically feel like I went on the back burner, not any intention of Matt's heart, but it was basically like, Hey, you know, I only have 24 hours with them. I need to make the most of this moment. You know, Mm -hmm. I need to spend time with them. I need to prioritize their, you know, their world, make sure I'm playing games with them, building Duplo blocks, whatever it is. But, and I loved his heart as a father. I loved that he wanted to connect with his kids, but so much of the time, especially early on, I felt like it was to the detriment of our own relationship. And that was really hard. And we had to continue to really talk through. And we had a lot of conflict around that even where it's where I was like, you know what, like, 
I, I'm not chopped liver just because your sons are here. Like mm-hmm. I need to know that we can maintain some sense of normalcy of our normal, mm-hmm. even when they are here. And I think some of that comes with longevity, just as you're together longer as a couple. But also, I think some of that also comes with being being intentional and really prioritizing the relationship. And that's something that even as we've been married, even as we've added three more little kiddos to the mix, you know, prioritizing the marriage is not easy, but it's something that for Matt and I has absolutely been a lifeblood of our relationship. And I know I find, you know, when we aren't having that quality connected time together, be it a date night or just be it, you know, what we, what we call for ourselves, we call it our pillow talk time at the end of the day, when we don't have that quality time with each other, just to reconnect and share our hearts or process things, we're, we're more at each other. We're more nitpicky. We're more critical and things like that. But when we have that quality time that we're setting apart intentionally, I, I can't emphasize intentionally enough because it's easy to just be caught up in the kids needs or the stepkids needs. You know, we really have to prioritize the marriage. And I think that's what we're focusing on as we share today is just the necessity of really putting the marriage first. I mean, I know for Matt and I, the Lord is first, but after that, above all else, above our kids, above for me, uh, biological kids, above stepsons or anyone, our marriage needs to come first because the kids themselves need that to feel that priority, even for them to even feel secure in the family, um, in the midst of also prioritizing them. But yeah, absolutely. As we talk about putting the marriage first, we can clarify that and Laura Petherbridge of the Smart Stepmom. If you haven't read that book, please please get a hold of it. And she talks about how um, in a in a step family, it's hard to say the marriage comes first, like in a traditional or nuclear family, because the kids were there first. Right. And so we are clarifying that we are not saying that the kids' needs they're not your priority. It's not that. Um, and we're actually going to talk about some really practical ways that we can protect both the marriage and the kids so that you can have that balance of feeling like you are um, putting the, the kids' needs at the forefront, not just their physical needs or emotional needs, but just getting to have that time to nurture that relationship with them, but also balancing it with a really wonderful marriage that is satisfying to you. And like you said, that is actually working to benefit the family because if mom and dad or, you know, dad and stepmom or whatever the, whatever it is, if they're not getting along, everybody suffers. And we actually have the potential in a step family to model what it looks like to have a healthy marriage, to model healthy communication, even in the conflict. So today we're just going to talk about some ways we're going to protect both the relationship with the child, but also the spouse or the the partner. We're going to talk about some boundaries that we need to put in place so that we can protect those relationships. We're going to make sure we, we talk about how to model that healthy marriage and just simply have fun to bring that fun element back into the relationship because life gets heavy, life gets mundane, and it gets like there's just something about the day-to-day life that isn't always that thrilling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we get lost in the stress and lost in the, the anxiety of what's coming or 
the frustration of not having our own needs met. So just to sort of put a spin on that and try to intentionally um, add some fun elements into our marriage that can really help balance that so that everybody's having a good time. Okay. So when we talk about protecting the marriage, you mentioned something that I think is so important and that is we have to protect our marriage from being placed on the back burner. I mean, it's just, it's such a a good picture of what, what can really happen when you do have kids whose needs are right there. I mean, there's, there's a crying child, there's a, a sassy teenager, there's a kid who won't get off the screens. There's a kid who won't eat their dinner. They're just whining and complaining and you're dealing with stuff like Mm -hmm. (laughs) right there in front Mm -hmm. of you. And sometimes it just makes actually the marriage you know, actually being intentional about the marriage, it just doesn't even seem worth it. And you're tired and you're like, can we just get along or can we just get on the same page in our parenting? And there's no time left to actually nurture that relationship. So Mm -hmm. uh, what is something that you guys do that sort of puts that value back in place sort of, you know, so that you don't have that nitpicking going on? Absolutely. Um, Well, like I said, I mean, probably the biggest thing for us is just that pillow talk time at the end of the day, um, just to kind of recap, you know, throughout the day, but then you have, you know, the other you know, 12 to 15 hours of the day when you're awake. And you, like you said, you've got those demands of little ones, you've got teenagers or whatever the ages are, kids have needs and their needs are valid and they are absolutely important. So as parents and our parent, as a step-parent, our desire is to care for these children and make sure that their physical needs are met, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs. So we are on all cylinders and stuff. I think, especially as women, we are just feeling and seeing all those needs and just feeling pulled on all day to the point, like you said, at the end of the day, we are just exhausted, but something for Matt and I, and, and a lot of this comes on his end of initiative is just throughout the day, we will just kind of check in with each other. Like sometimes he'll pull me into the pantry and give me a big kiss or a hug or whatever. <laughs> or if he feels like I'm getting like just snippy or whatever, and I just need a moment, he'll just be like, Hey, like, let me take the kids. You go up and take a bu- like a bath or something, you know, like we'll just be do our best as we can to be tuned into each other throughout the day. But again, I feel like those just those little moments of connection throughout the day, just a little kiss, a little, you know, as you're walking past each other, like, you know, squeeze their tush or something like, or whatever. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Ellie. (laughs) But just little, little, little signs of affection or, you know, like I, I love snuggling. So, you know, at the end of the day, towards the end of the day, you know, maybe when the babies have gone down instead of, you know, Matt sitting on one couch and be on the other and the stepson's like sprawling out, it's like, he'll come over to the couch that I'm at. And then we'll just cuddle there and just watch the movie together. It's mm-hmm. sometimes it's just really the little things. And, um, there's actually a marriage and family therapist named Dr. John Gottman. And he talks about, um, the importance of responding to our partner's bids mm-hmm. for attention or affection. And it's not even always big things. You know, sometimes it's like, Hey, did you see that beautiful bird? That's like right outside the window. And as a spouse, we can choose to either what, what he says is you can turn, you can choose to either turn towards, towards that person in that moment or away. And I think mm-hmm. actually what is so critical for our marriage is that we choose more often. And what he predicts of marital success is that 
that the spouses turn more towards each other in those moments of sometimes quiet or unspoken or just very subtle bids for attention or connection. And so I think sometimes just being aware of our spouse's needs, just little signs of affection or just responding, you know, our, our phones can be our best friend and our worst enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's, during dinner or, you know, during the afternoon, we say, you know, I'm going to put my phone away and I'm just going to focus here and be fully present, fully present with my kids and also be able to be fully present with my spouse. And I think that that time of uninterrupted focused connection can really build into the marriage and really kind of deposit into the connection account so that when things are harder and more tiring, you can withdraw from that and not have it be a total deficit. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, talking about um, protecting your spouse's feelings as far as kind of being in tune to their needs, I think it can get really easy to start to fall away from even being aware of their needs because Mm -hmm. you're, you know, we just get focused on our own needs that aren't being met. Mm -hmm. And as stepmoms, we have a lot of those moments Mm -hmm. where our needs aren't being met. You know, Mm -hmm. we kind of have to put ourselves on that back burner and Mm -hmm. and we, we can do it because we're adults and we know like, this is a temporary thing, or maybe in this situation, I'll just remove myself a little, or maybe it's not my time to get the attention, but if it's never happening Mm -hmm. and if our spouse isn't in tune to our needs or they're criticizing us for Mm -hmm. having the needs, That's where it can get really, really tricky. And then we feel like, okay, so now I'm serving and I'm doing, and I'm sacrificing and I'm giving, and I'm contributing my money to this relationship and all these things. And then my spouse isn't even aware of my needs to pull me aside and give me a kiss or to say, is everything okay? So when we talk about, you know, protecting our marriage, as far as, um, our spouse's feelings, we really have to establish a trust. Like that Mm -hmm. has to be first and foremost is a trust so that when we do have those needs, we can trust that our spouse or our partner cares enough to hear our heart Mm -hmm. when we're struggling. And when we're feeling like we have made permanent residence on the back burner, like we shouldn't ever have to stay on the back burner, you know, maybe it's temporary, but if we're always feeling like we're on the back burner, Mm -hmm. It's not long before our, you know, our, our soul is just like completely out the door of the house. Mm -hmm. Like we're just going to feel like Mm -hmm. we don't belong at all. Yeah. Um, Something that was really a turning point for me in my marriage for our marriage um, was that when I, when my husband understood that by him coming to my defense, Mm -hmm. like for example, if a stepchild was rude um, or, or snippy with me by him coming to my defense in a way that was, was kind, but, but putting me in that position of, I value my wife. Mm-hmm. He made me feel so loved mm-hmm. by doing that. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes he was caught in this awkward position of, okay, I love my kids and I love my wife and they're mm-hmm. not seeing eye to eye right now who do I defend? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. who do I, my wife is an adult, so she should be able to take care of herself. I have to protect my kids because they're just kids. And here I'm going, well, here's a perfect parenting moment though. You can step in and show your kids. This is not how we talk to adults in general or or people in general. I want these kids to have good, healthy relationships in their future. And I don't want them to think this is okay. So for my, my husband, when he saw that my heart wasn't just to criticize his kids, to say they're bad 
what's wrong with your parenting that they can't show respect, but instead that he could see that my heart was for his kids, but that he could step in and then, you know, come to my defense in a way that was saying, that's not okay. You need to say you're sorry, or that's not how we talk to my wife or whatever the case may be. That was making me feel so valued. And that was building up that trust, both from his perspective, that I was a safe person for his kids and for him. Right. right. And then I could establish that he was a safe person because he was going to protect my heart. Yeah. That's where you start to click in your mm-hmm. marriage because mm-hmm. it's really easy to say, oh yeah, we should have date nights, but who wants to sit across the table from somebody you don't trust? It's expensive anyway, like getting a babysitter right. or whatever. Right. So if you're going to go out, you want it to be fun. You don't want it to just be talking about all the things that you hate about each other. Right. No, I totally, I totally agree. And I mean, without trust, it, you can't have the security of a relationship. You can't, you can't really build a home. You can't really build a family when that foundation of trust has been fractured, you know? And so it really takes time and intentionality to build that safety. Like you said, learning how to believe the best, you know, Tim, learning to believe the best about you, that your heart is for him, is for your kids, you know, and vice Mm -hmm. versa, you know, that he is for you and that he loves you. It is, it is so easy in a step family, blended family situation to get defensive because there's all sorts of ties of loyalty and loyalty binds and, Mm -hmm. you know, different priorities. And I think, especially for us as who came in as, you know, childless stepmoms, you know, we're looking to build our marriage and build and strengthen that and also be a stepmom at the same time. But we don't have some other kids that we're, you know, biologically bringing into the marriage. So we're not trying to protect some children that we brought in, you know, into the marriage. But, but for our husbands, I mean, I can understand like it's, you know, they're trying to figure out, is this woman safe? You know, they've already had a fractured marriage. They already have that past wound of, maybe, you know, the devastating hurt of losing that significant other. So even sometimes their own skepticism of us as a woman, just even from their past wounds, from their past marriage, Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing how those fractures can come into our current situation and tear it down. But I, I mean, I've, for Matt and I, we, we've had to learn the importance and the power of validation, Mm. um, that there are no feelings that are not valid. Now, sometimes they might not be, you know, totally rational or accurate based on the situation, but, but we've had to learn, you know, how can I listen without judging or without jumping to conclusions? How can I be a safe place to hear what my spouse was, was really thinking in those moments and learning to validate, wow, I understand why you did that there. Or I understand why you felt that there again, maybe you don't even totally agree with it, but, but figuring out how to, how to validate that. I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard or, or seen that video, Heidi, that it's not about the nail, that viral video yeah. <laughs> that went around and it's, you know, it's, it's so huge. And I think, especially for us as women, sometimes with our husbands, God bless our sweet husbands. They just, we, we don't need them to fix something. We don't even need them to change something about the situation. Always. We just need to have a safe place to vent and share our hearts. And I think a lot of times with the pain and a lot of times the dynamic of rejection that comes towards us as a stepmom from either the stepkids or whatever the situation is, sometimes we just need to know, Hey, 
even if he can't change the fact that he has kids, that he has an ex, that he has financial baggage, whatever the situation is, even if we can't change all that right now, just to know that he hears us, he sees us, he knows that we're feeling that and he cares about us in the midst of that. Sometimes that validation is enough to deescalate the situation yes. so that we can reconnect and say, Hey, we're, we are for each other. We are on the same team. We're on the same page. Even if this stuff isn't fully resolved yet, that's okay. But we need to be able to be a safe place for each other to share our hearts and share and share our needs as well in the midst of that. Yeah, that is so true. I think that I, I can think about some of my own experiences with, with different arguments that we've had over the years. I think some of that that energy, probably a majority of the energy that we're spending arguing is not because we want to demean the other person or diminish them as a, as a parent or whatever. It's so that they hear our pain so that they mm -hmm. hear our struggle. Um, yeah. and so like you're saying with that validation, sometimes it's just like, they go, Oh, okay. So I did something that maybe hurt your feelings. Okay. I can see where that hurt you. Like, Oh, you get it. Okay. Well, this right. argument's done in the, in the video you're referring to. Um, if maybe the listeners haven't seen it is a woman sitting there on the couch with this nail in her head and she's talking about this headache she has and this, you know, this pain and, and all these things. And the husband kept saying, um, well, you know, you could take the nail out of your head. No, you're not listening. You don't understand it, You just, I just need you to understand my pain. And it's like, but there's a nail in your head. Like, can I just pull it out? And I think that that is, you know, it, it's hard for both. It's, it's not, I think men, you know, they, they can probably jump to that problem solving, but I know I do the same thing. I, I want to mm -hmm. solve a problem. If I can see something maybe mm -hmm. in my husband's parenting style or in my stepkids behavior when they were younger, um, that I could just like, I can fix this, you know, like I can step in and I can make this better. And he's like, mm -hmm. Whoa, because actually I see their heart and I see their past. And I see this process that you're not seeing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important when we consider, um, anybody who brings kids into a marriage that we do have to be so sensitive to nurturing that child's spirit and their needs. And, and we do as, um, so as biological parents in this step family realm that you, you have to really consider yourselves as a buffer. Um, and you and I, again, we didn't have that, but God forbid something ever were to happen to our husbands, or we had to, you know, become, we had to step into a new marriage with, with our own children. We would have to be the buffer for them as well, because mm -hmm. we're the common link. And mm -hmm. so as stepmoms, we're talking about our husbands being the biological parent, um, the biological parent in the situation has to be the buffer because they are the common link between both sides. And that is a hard place to be in. And if, if we can, as stepmoms kind of appreciate how hard that is, or maybe as stepdads appreciate how hard that is for the parent mm -hmm. who has to be the buffer and give a little grace because mm -hmm. Our job as parents is to protect our kids. We are in charge of them, we're, but we're also in charge of, of nurturing them. So um, I think that's where the, the difference comes in when we're talking about um, putting the marriage first, because we need to understand that, yes, the marriage is first, but so are the kids. It's kind of like both, both are first. And mm -hmm. sometimes maybe the needs of the marriage are a little bit more at the forefront 
because they're needing to, the needs of the marriage are maybe that just needs to be nurtured for a while. Maybe there hasn't been enough connection. Maybe the kids, maybe the stepkids have had too mm-hmm. much time and there's just like no boundaries of that space. Um, and then we do need to say, okay, we need to talk the, you know, the biological parent in that situation, the buffer parent has to gently, but firmly draw boundary lines with his or her kids and mm-hmm. say, you know, I want to spend time with you. We're going to have this special time, but I also need to spend time and nurture my marriage with your step parent, because I want you to see what a healthy marriage looks like. And mm-hmm. it's better for you all if, if we're happy. Um, but I do need to put a disclaimer in there because there are going to also be situations where it is truly dangerous for the kids in the relationship and, um, the, the biological parent needs to always listen to the kids. Um, children are very intuitive. We cannot forsake their safety for a relationship that simply fills an unhealthy need in us. So if we are ever putting the kids needs behind our own needs for that relationship, that is extremely dangerous to the child. And we have to listen and be very careful. Now, this always can go both ways because there are some kids who are in a safe situation and just kind of manipulating the situation because they don't want to have to share their biological parent with the new step parent. But I'm saying just in situations that are dangerous, we have to be wise enough to step away from a dangerous relationship if we need to tend to the needs of our child. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is kind of a unique dynamic for us where we do have my stepsons just on the weekend. So, you know, during the week, Matt is working full time. They're both, they're both in school and things like that. But at the same time, the weekend is, you know, as much Matt's weekend and break from work as it is their, you know, weekend to be with us. So I I know I've struggled with, how do we, how do Matt and I also have that quality time together, kind of relaxing as a couple, even more for him, sometimes just having time to decompress from the stress and busyness of the work week. Um, cause I, I see him, you, you know, he'll be, he'll get off work at five. The kids come at five on Friday and immediately he just shifts gears. I mean, and he's, I, I just see him go from one gear to the other work mode to, okay, stepsons are here, not to mention our other three biological hours kids. And I just see him put his, you know, extra gearing up for the weekend dad hat on because, because he loves his sons. And I love that about him, but it is so hard because I'm like, I I want you to be able to rest too. And at times there's nothing I love more than when I see my husband just laying on the couch, vegging, watching a movie, just relaxing, having truly a moment of quiet, usually at the end of the day, once the babies are down. But I love, I love when he can also say even to, to our kids, you know, again, they're, they're three, two, and one. So it's a little harder to say, you know, Hey, we have to push, (laughs) push pause on your needs because they're kind of a little more over demanding, but like, even with my stepsons, you know, they, they come in, Hey daddy, what, what are we doing next? What are you, they might've just been out playing golf together. And then they come back in, they're like, what, what are we doing next? And my initial reaction is, um, we're relaxing. Like we are having a breathing moment. Like he was just with y'all, like, hold on, like give, give him a moment. And so sometimes I get, I feel defensive and Matt sees me kind of bristle a little, like mm-hmm. he, he needs a moment because it, it's hard. It's hard for him to even advocate for his own needs because he's, he's looking at the clock, like, you know what, they're going to be leaving in the next 24 hours. I won't see them for another week. I need to make sure that I maximize this time together. 
but at the same time, how do, how do he and I prioritize each other and not totally change even our dynamic with each other and not to mention his own needs for himself just because they're there. And I think that's something that is tricky to navigate. And I think it's something where you have to figure out as a couple, um, where, where can you carve out those pockets of time? You know, first of all, for self-care, you know, just for, Mm -hmm. Hey, Matt, you know what? Like go up and take a shower (laughs) in peace without babies banging on the door. Like go up, I'll take them down. We'll get breakfast started. You go up and just take your time getting ready. Um, or, or vice versa. Um, and then, you know, sometimes during the day, just, Hey, you know, to, to our stepsons, you guys can go out and play outside. You guys can go for a drive, you know, kind of giving them some other options of things they can do when they're bored, but so that, Hey, we can just have a couple minutes in quiet just to sit on the couch while the babies are napping and just reconnect with each other. Again, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it can just be those little moments that can recharge you recharge your marriage that really are necessary because otherwise you're kind of burning the candle on both ends. And I think it's easy to get burned out as parents when we don't even realize, whoa, like I haven't even, you know, sometimes when we were earlier dating, Matt, he would forget to eat. He would just be so busy (laughs) focusing on the kids. And it's like, well, we like, we need to, you need to, you took care of their food. What about your food? You know, it's, it's just sometimes basic care gets neglected when you're so consumed with the kids. And, and obviously I think as, as specifically as my stepsons have gotten older, you know, they can go fix a sandwich for themselves. They can help out with the dishes or things like that. But, um, but it is tricky, even when you have little ones and older ones, you know, how do you, juggle everybody's needs, the kids needs, but also take that time for each other because our, our hearts need that. And, and as we love our children, but you know what, eventually they're going to grow up. They're going to turn 18. You know, they're going to go off to college or whatever their plans are. They're going to move out. But what's going to remain at the end of that is your marriage. And it's, in, in my opinion, it's very important to take that time, even while the kids are growing up to, to make sure you continue to cultivate that. Cause that's how spouses slowly drift apart. It's not a one day you're super connected and the next day mm-hmm. you're not, it's a slow drift. And I think you kind of have to navigate that and just come back together, come back together, reconnect, reconnect. And in those reconnections, that's where you can tear down any walls that were put up, you know, break through any lies or pain or, you know, be able to understand each other more and also just be able to enjoy each other again. I mean, as, as stepmoms, we didn't marry someone so we could become a stepmom. We became a stepmom because we fell in love with this amazing man. And so, you know, just again, realizing that the marriage is, is for for me, for, for us, it's, that is the bedrock. That is the foundation after the Lord that keeps our family feeling connected and feeling grounded and, Mm -hmm. and whatever issues come up with the kids, that's that ebbs and flows. But when we are connected, we can weather those things so much with so much more resilience because we are connected as one, as a unit together. Right. And I mean that, um, that actually being intentional about that is, is so key, but we also have to be intentional about creating boundaries so that that is possible Mm -hmm. because, you know, what if you're in a situation where, um, you've got a a child who is clingy and, you know, it's a stepchild and it's clingy to the biological parent, maybe as a stepmom, that's your stepchild with your, your husband. And you're like, okay, 
I get it. I'm trying to allow that space for them. And I'm trying to allow that natural process, but oh my goodness, I just need that kid to go away for a little while. I need some alone time or, Mm -hmm. or people who have like this communal bed where the stepkids just jump in the bed at all hours of the night or day. And, you know, you just feel like, okay, I need one place in my house where there's not going to be a stepchild. And it's not anything against the stepchild. It's just keeping that place sacred, whether it's the marriage as a, you know, a whole or a literal space sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's so important that as stepmoms or as people, we just figure out what we need to be sacred. Some mm-hmm. people may not have a problem with having movie night in the bed. That's not an issue for them. Okay, great. But for others, it's like, don't you dare even open my bedroom door. This is my, my special quiet place. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be able to have those boundaries and communicate those boundaries in a way that's not like, I don't want your dirty little rascal of a child touching any of my things. It's like, we need to keep what's ours just for us. We need to make sure that this is something special because if I feel like that boundary line is being crossed, I can't relax because Mm -hmm. then I'm on the defense, like trying to protect what I have versus being open and welcoming to a Mm -hmm. friendly, happy marriage, because you're just sitting there going, okay, what else is next? Mm -hmm. Is he going to let her come in and take my makeup? Is he going to let her come in and, and, you know, eat my special snack stash or Mm -hmm. like what is really mine in the house? You know, (laughs) that's so true. that just has to sort Mm -hmm. of be something that we process on our own Mm -hmm. and, and decide that we're going to make clear boundary lines about Mm -hmm. that with our spouse so that they have a chance to even understand what we need, mm-hmm. because if we just get mad about these things, but we're not communicating them, that doesn't help the relationship either. That again, that breaks away the trust because like, why is my wife chewing me out about this thing that I don't think is a big deal? Why can't we all just share in this family? Well, it's not about not wanting to share. It's mm-hmm. saying, I need something that's just mine. I just need right. some space or my things that are just mine because it right. is, it is hard Absolutely. I mean, I, <laughs> we've had boundaries with my stepsons. I mean, we've had boundaries with each other at times, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like when we just had to say, <laughs> I need to take a time out because you know what, I'm just going to an escalated place here and this is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we have definitely have to, had to have those boundaries. And I totally agree with what you said about just having a sacred and safe space. But I think especially as a stepmom, when we feel like our husband's time is being taken away from us, when we feel like his energy, when we feel like sometimes even finances have been taken from us unfairly because of situations with the ex, it's figuring out boundaries with that. And like you said, even just boundaries that we've even had to have with the ex that have helped fortify our relationship and help reinforce that our, this new unit, this new relationship and marriage is the priority. And this is what we are focusing on and will fight to protect and defend at all costs. So the more we as step parents can find the the right moment to express through healthy Mm -hmm. communication, what we need, what boundaries we need, how we need to come together and make those boundaries, but yes, also compromise, show that our heart is truly for our stepkids. Mm -hmm. Um, and that we are giving them some space in, in that process to, nurture their children's needs, but also to come to us as their spouse and say, 
yes, we do need to nurture our marriage as well. Finding that balance. It's tricky. Sometimes the more we can just invest in those little things, Mm -hmm. the more it's, it's fun to just do something with your spouse or just, you know, grab their hand or take a walk. There's so much more we could share about this. And I'm sure that everybody listening is, is experiencing this in some way on their own. If this is something that you have dealt with, please let us know. Or if that is something that um, has resonated with you, or maybe you have a different perspective, send us a note. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. If this is something you'd like to talk about more, feel free to find the coaching link on my website and schedule time to chat. I'd love to speak with you more about the stuff that you have experienced in your marriage, whether it's feeling like you are stuck on that back burner Or maybe you're in that place of like not knowing how to bring the romance in, or maybe there's just a lack of trust. Um, I think that you've heard from Ellie and me today that we have been there. (laughs) We have been there. We understand it, but there is hope. There is hope for you in your marriage. And we believe in you. And we know that God has a plan for you. He is refining you in this process. He sees your pain. He hears your heart. He hears the heart of your spouse or your partner, of your kids, your stepkids. He loves every single one of you. And he is wanting so much to be a part of getting you to this place of happiness and peace and fulfillment in your family. Would you do us a favor and subscribe and leave a review? Um, That helps make it possible for us to reach even more women like you. And even if you want to leave some topic suggestions or things you're walking through that you want us to address, we would love that as well. Um, And finally, if you're looking for more tips and resources, be sure to check out notjustastepmom.com for blog posts designed for moms and stepmoms, as well as Heidi's ebook about adding an R's baby. In fact, As a special thank you gift for being part of this podcast community, you will receive 25% off her ebook with the code PODCAST21. We are so glad you joined us today. You matter to us, and most importantly, you matter to God. He sees you and wants to walk you through your daily struggles and joys. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next time.